you very much for your company again. We have a public forum coming up. It's over on Bribie. It's all about the Bribie Island Road and the bridge. Um, the uh, question is, should there be more investment in the road infrastructure between the Bruce Highway and Bribie Island and should there be a second bridge? Now, we've got somebody on the line that's got quite a bit of experience. They live in Ningi. Their name's Paulie. Paulie, how are you? Good, thanks, Andrew. Nice to chat with you. Yeah. How long have you been in the Ningi area and traversing on the Bribie Island Road? Wow. We moved here in 1997. Uh, my husband and I built a home here, and, um, and we've raised our teenagers here. They're now both drivers themselves. They, Our children now use the road. So, yeah, generational thing, isn't it? Yeah, over that period of time, have you seen any uh, you know issues that have really stood out to you on that road? Oh, a couple, yeah. Um, I remember the children, they're now like 17, 19, so they were about, they were probably about four and two, and they were in the back seat of the car, and it was a Sunday evening, and it was just had a little bit of rain, and it was getting dark, and we were going, heading towards Brivey direction, we'd just gone past uh, the Shell service station, and a car was coming towards us uh, from the bribey side of the, the highway there, and um, it aquaplaned in the water and came straight forward to us. My husband had to dodge that car, and we had to dodge a pole, and then I looked back behind us, and that car did a 360 and ended up in the ditch. Um, yeah, and so that was one incident. The kids were asleep in the back seat, so yeah, that was a bit of a shaky one, but I've had a couple. So I was still a little bit shaky from that experience. And then two days later, um, a four-wheel drive was heading towards Bribie. I was heading towards Caboolture down near the two bridges where it floods. So that's another major problem on the Bribie Island Road is the flooding when we get the rain events. But um, anyhow, this four-wheel drive had a trailer. It came across to our side of the road. There was a car in front of me. The car was able to slow down and I was able to slow down. But that four-wheel drive went across, went into the water and... Um, and luck was on our side. We had just like little angels popped out in the car behind us. About wow. five guys in orange SES suits popped out and they, they took over. It was pretty good. But no, it's two, that was within two days, those two incidents. And I, yeah, I was a little bit shaky after that because I thought, oh, is, you know, is this going to happen all the time? Or have I just avoided bad accidents, you know? But um, yeah, we'll, it, I remember the road was, uh, it was always 100 past our state and you'd always come out going, oh gosh, but I try and get onto this road doing 100. And then I think there's more accidents along that road. So then it was changed to 80. And it wasn't a bad time to change to 80 because our children both just started learning to drive. So, and I always said to them if they couldn't get out, they could go left around the roundabout for safety reasons. So, yeah, it was always in the back of their mind, our kids learning to drive as well. But I've seen also an ambulance go around the roundabout near the 7-Eleven. And I think it had a patient in the back and it rolled over with the patient in the back. Oh, wow. I think they resurfaced that part of the road there too. And and I've seen five cows in the corner of the ditch at sunset and I thought well, they, they must have got through some fencing. So, yeah, nothing, never a dull moment on the Bribe Island Road. Look, this yeah. Sunday, March the 17th at 10.30am, there's a forum. You're heavily involved in this. What's the motivation for you getting involved in the forum? Oh, well, my job is, my background is radio and, and emceeing, and um, it happens to be in my backyard. So I think if I wasn't on the microphone, I'd probably be one of the, um, the interested audience participants, probably. But um, it is a lifestyle thing. We live in a beautiful place, and I think um, the population explosion of the southeast has, um, you know, it's caught up in all of the uh, the areas around this region, including the Bravi Island Road. So, yeah, so I think any investment to make the road safer and 
um, you know, we are, not only do we have uh, incidents, uh, accidents, but also we have gridlock and then we also have um, rain events, which it um, predominantly floods the road and we have to bypass and go past, you know, St. Michael's Way to get to the Bruce Highway. So, you know, a lot of people live in this region and um, if they're anything like me, we're on that Bridewell Island Road at least minimum twice a day. So it's, it's our daily lifestyle I suppose. Yeah Paulie look being a local resident and having seen that road you travel it multiple times a day anytime you want to go anywhere you've pretty well got to end up on it if you're in that Ningi area what are some of the things that you'd like to see to see done to maybe both the road and then the bridge and some of the infrastructure onto Bribey Island? Yeah it's a hard one isn't it because I know it falls down to money and you know it's not up to the, um, the residents to funnel where the money's got to go but I suppose they've got to see exactly how many cars are on the road and what hours and what days um, you know we've got some wonderful tourism you know with the, the big hotel and, we've, and it's, it's you know Bribie's a fisherman's playground and people love going to the beach and they bypass I think they go to Bribie instead of going to the Sunshine Coast if they're from Brisbane so um, yeah we're getting a lot of Brisbane nights which is not a bad thing but as I said, you know, um, the roads can only take so much traffic. I don't think it was designed, you know, for like 25,000 cars a day. Yeah, Paulie, you've mentioned a couple of the traffic incidences that you've come across. Uh, what's your reaction to, you know, the prospect that if something big was to happen on Bribie Island, it wasn't that long ago that we um, had uh, the news coming through that uh, fires were uh, burning uh, through Bribie and... Uh, there have been times over the years that those fires have been uh, fairly full on, but there's other events that could happen. And uh, as you mentioned, the roads do get cut, so Ningi can get somewhat um, isolated as well. Um, what's your reaction to potentially people being isolated with a with a big incident happening? Well, you just hope good good coordination by the emergency services and. Um you know, they're really smart, the emergency services. So, and we have got an airport close by, and we do have the passage for boats to access, I suppose. But, and it's not just Ningby Sandstone Point and but also Beachmere. When it rains heavily, Beachmere becomes isolated. There's only two ways into Beachmere. So, so it's interesting. It does impact a lot of people. And so whether it's weather-related or just, you know, heavy traffic from being a popular place, it's, there's a lot of things to consider. We have had a, we've even had a tsunami warning Oh, the kids were probably in primary school. I remember primary school ringing me up saying, we've had a tsunami warning, you need to come pick up the kids. And first thing that goes through your mind there is, oh, okay, we've got to get to higher ground and get the kids. And um, So, yeah, that was a real surprise. Luckily, that wasn't major, and then it fizzled out the tsunami warning. But um, it just shows you anything can happen. Yeah, Paulie, on uh, Sunday, the March the 17th, that's the Sunday coming up, the public forum, what would you like to see come out of that? I'd like to see the people that make the big decisions be there and actually say what they're going to do. Um, you know, Minister for Main Roads, um, you know, emergency service workers, what they've got in plan for us for emergencies, uh, the political parties, where, you know, where are they funneling the money to and when's it all going to happen? So, you know, this is a chance where the locals can actually say, look, this is how it's affecting our daily life. Um, gather information and then use that information. I mean, every five years we have a census. They know the population growth moving around the different areas. Um, it's not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise to any of the people that have got to organise different things when it comes to infrastructure. 
Yeah, this Sunday, March the 17th at 10.30am, there is a public forum. It uh, will be hosted by Simone Wilson, who's the local LNP member, uh, state member for Pummerstone. And uh, there will be some other uh, politicians there. There's been many invites going out. You're also welcome to come along. Uh, Paulie, thank you very much for spending time with our listeners. Not a problem, Andrew. Look forward to the forum.